It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hello, everyone. That time again, Smart Money Questions Podcast. My name is Matt Hausman. I can't believe Thanksgiving has already came and gone. Now we're looking at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. uh, Time flies, even if you're not having fun, so you might as well have fun. (laughs) So listen, um, I have a couple things I want to go over today. These are conversations and meetings that we've been having with people, you know, I love to use this format as a way to talk about the different uh, questions and scenarios that come up in our office or on phone calls with people, Zoom calls, what have you. And what's happened, interestingly enough, with uh, two individuals that we are working with right now, and then somebody actually sent a question in that specifically related to the situation that, um, well, part of the situation with uh, two different people that we're talking to. So I wanted to go over that today along with, I have been having a lot of questions recently about the idea of life insurance. When is it needed? What are the different types? All of that. And a couple scenarios where utilizing different types of life insurance instruments, there are multiple types. There's different ways you can structure them depending on the type of policy it is. And I think it's important to understand, you know, when, or in my opinion, when one type of insurance would be recommended for a certain situation and when another one would be. Now, before I go into that, the one thing I want you to realize is if you are listening to this right now, I am not poo-pooing any type of idea that we know a lot of the quote financial gurus out there, they might get a question and on a particular product, in this case, we'll use life insurance, and they'll automatically poo-pooing it, not even understanding the full situation of the person that's asking the question. So one of the things I want to hope to do today is explain in both of these scenarios how we're looking at the overall situation, and even though it might not be a product that I, I'm going to use myself as an example, that I might particularly like or even offer within our financial planning and investment management firm, but because of the situation with the client and their overall financial picture, it doesn't make sense to change or it makes sense to look at this type of a financial product over this one. So again, understand what I'm talking about right now has to do with these particular situations and scenarios. Your situation could be completely different, which would offer different advice to move forward with. So before we jump into all that, of course, everything I just said, let's make sure that we deal with the disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. 
All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30-minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low-key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmatt.com, www.speakwithmatt.com, and schedule it there. So all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, so the first thing, um, one of the questions that came in recently that is very similar to the situation, as I mentioned, with uh, two people that we are uh, looking and working with right now and doing planning with was the person has an annuity that is almost 10 years old. And at the end of that 10-year period of time, the contract will be up. And the opportunity at that time is one of three things. One, they can yank the money out, put it into another investment. The second one would be, is there is an income option that they could elect, or they could delay again the income option and renew the contract on an annual basis. So this situation is uh, right now, one of them is uh, actually over nine years. I want to say it's about 14, 15 year old type of an annuity. Uh, The other one is actually eight years old, but they're already at, in fact, they've already renewed one time at the annual level and they're moving forward with that now. Okay, so let's go over the first situation. Um, And this is the question that came in. The, The person is asking, hey, listen, I've had an annuity for nine years. My wife is getting ready to retire next year, which will be the year that the contract is done. And at that particular time, I have three options. I can take all of the money out and roll it to something else. I can turn on an income stream or I can delay the income and then I can renew it on an annual basis. What, in other words, in this, the question was, well, what should I do? Well, there's so many questions that you want to ask to determine if, you know, which direction to go. Now, in the situation that's happening right now with a couple people that we're doing some planning with, and one of them, the case is, uh, I believe one of the annuities is nine years old. In that case, it's already been renewed for one year. The other one is probably about 14, 15 years old. And there's an income option there as well. But this is where you want to understand. I get asked all the time, what do you think about annuities? We want to realize that in most situations, in a a particular type of an insurance product, if it's used correctly, is a good product to have because it's fulfilling a specific need. In this situation, and the person asking the question, first of all, you want to understand what type of annuity do I have? I'm not going to go through them, but there's four different types of annuities. The other thing would be, in in the case that we have uh, with the two people we're working with right now, one of them has an income option that is treated dramatically different than the other one, completely different. They're both considered what are called variable annuities, but because one of them is 13, 14, year, 15 years old, is that when the income stream is going to be treated dramatically different than the one that's only eight or nine years old. 
completely different. The other thing is, with the one that's only eight or nine years old, is there's an income option on that one as well, but there's also an enhanced death benefit, unlike the one that's you know, 14, 15 years old, dramatically different. So the question would be on the first one, hey, listen, with the discrepancy between what the income is going to be able to produce for you and what the current cash value is, in this situation, it doesn't make sense to move it. It makes sense to keep it. And when the retirement time comes, we're going to turn that income on. That's going to be part of our income planning process. There's no reason to get rid of it because of the way that product was structured all the way back then, and especially because of the way the income is going to come out. Now, in the other one, the one that's only eight, nine years old, that one, the income that's going to be generated is treated completely different, completely different than the one that's 15 years old. But in addition to that, this one has an enhanced death benefit option attached to it. And so the the question would be, okay, we are going to utilize this as part of our income strategy. In both cases, it doesn't make sense to move it. But also with the second one, the enhanced death benefit now, because of the person's desires as part of a legacy plan, that that we want to incorporate as part of our planning process. Now, truth be told, and I went over this with both of them, is because it's a variable annuity, variable annuities, I think just because of the way they're structured, they're not a cheap financial product to own. We don't, as a matter of fact, here at our firm, it's not even part of our planning process. I'm not even licensed to be able to offer them. And I specifically did that because of the cost associated with that. But in this situation, because of the length that they've already been enforced, because of the options that were added back then, it doesn't make sense to move. And we are going to incorporate that into our overall planning, both from a a household financial planning aspect, a legacy and an income planning process. So the idea, and this is where I was talking earlier, I hear all the time these gurus that might, they might just poo-poo a particular financial product without looking at the full financial picture of somebody. Even though I'm not licensed and we don't offer them variable annuities, as a fiduciary and looking at the overall planning process, I realize it does not make sense to move these. We're going to use them in their current form, and we're going to look at other ways or other monies that we have on the outside to enhance what is already there. And I think that's so important because, again, like I mentioned earlier, I get asked all the time, what do you think about annuities? Well, first of all, there's so many different types of annuities, but more important, why are you even considering one? What would be the reason why? And that is where I get so uh, frustrated when I read the gurus and all the articles, you know, we're flooded with this stuff all the time, online, in the, you know, social media, people bashing certain things without understanding the full impact, hopefully positive, that that particular program could have for someone, especially when they are older programs. Like the one that is uh, 15 years old, the way that was structured back then, it isn't even offered today. So again, 
you, we want to make, you know, what's the title of the podcast? Smart Money Questions. We want to make sure that when we're looking at things or when we're reading things, that we're not just saying, oh, yes, that's my situation. So clearly what that person is saying is what I should be considering when we haven't looked at everything. And that takes me to the next one. Because, again, for some reason, we've been getting a lot of questions lately about life insurance from clients of all different ages. But one of the ones that I thought was interesting was the idea of some people that recently became clients, and there's a pretty big age separation between the husband and the wife, and the idea of is this something that we where we should be considering life insurance as a way for income replacement because, I mean, statistically, men go first, but also now we have a pretty big age difference should we be looking at life insurance? And then what type of life insurance should we be looking at? Term insurance, universal, whole life, variable life, what have you. I mean, there's, just like in the annuity world, in the life insurance world, there's all different types of insurances to look at. And in this particular case, what we did is the idea was, just so everyone knows, term insurance is the cheapest insurance you could buy. It's also the insurance that has the lowest payout of all insurance companies in the U.S. of A. So they know, how to, they know how to price that out and make a lot of money on it. But the reality is if we're buying term insurance, so I own term insurance. Why? Uh, Maggie and I uh, you know, get married. We got kids. God forbid something happens to me or her. We have to look at survivor income planning now, and we have kids to take care of. But in this case, we don't necessarily have kids. We have a huge... Uh, not huge, but a big age discrepancy between the husband and the wife. Well, the reality is term insurance is going to be the cheapest, so we have to look at from a budgetary standpoint what's going to be most effective. Should we blend maybe some term insurance and some permanent insurance, maybe a type of universal life product? There's numerous ones out there. And that way, God forbid there's a premature death to the husband, the term insurance is going to give us the biggest bang for the buck for our premium dollar. But as we get old, or as this person gets older, and we maybe we can do some reinvestment of the income or the retirement dollars that are coming in to help shield in the event the husband does predecease the wife, maybe we also get some permanent insurance with different permanent insurance, universal life, index universal life, whole life, you can actually add different riders to that, whether it's a long-term care type of rider. So in the event a care is needed, we can actually use that life insurance. That's going to help preserve the other assets that are there uh, within the household. But again, I, I listen to these gurus and they just poo-poo life insurance. And I think what we all, the biggest reason I wanted to do this was, again, I get asked that all the time, and lately it's been life insurance, you know, do we need it? Should I get it? Should I drop this? I've had that one a lot recently. Should I just unload this? We want to make sure we're looking at the whole picture and where can these different type of financial instruments fit in? What's the purpose for them? How is it going to benefit the individuals or the, the couple that is putting this together is so critical instead of just reading something and, oh, well, he said this, and so I'm, I'm dropping it, or I shouldn't even 
consider. In this case, what we did is we actually did. We blended term insurance with permanent insurance. We met that within the budget. The idea was, again, with the term insurance, in the event there is a premature death, I have a larger death benefit there to help with the surviving spouse. The other thing to keep in mind is life insurance gets paid out and is income tax-free to the recipient. Also, I was talking with um, a couple the other day, and we're, they're looking to relocate. Now, currently, they're in Pennsylvania. You guys have heard me talk about this before. PA has an inheritance tax for a non-spouse. Uh, for a spouse, we get full spousal continuation. But if they go somewhere else, let's say they go to Jersey, there's actually 17 states where not, there's a state estate tax possibly even an estate, estate, and an inheritance tax. And you want to be understanding how those rules work and the different financial programs and monies that you have. Now, in PA, God forbid something happened to both the husband and the wife, life insurance is the only asset that you can have in the state of Pennsylvania that gets paid out to a non-spouse that is PA inheritance tax free. Works that way in many of the other states as well. So one of the things we were looking to do, let's make sure we take care of that age difference. Let's also look at where we're going to be relocating. What are the rules there? And can this also enhance where we're going to keep it down there, wherever they're, or I shouldn't say down there, wherever they're looking to go and be able to hopefully mitigate or even eliminate a tax bill. So listen, I wanted to address that today. When If your situation is or you're having questions about being offered a particular program or a program you could have had for years, how is it going to fit in? Reach out to us. If you have a question or scenario, you can speak to me directly. Speakwithmat.com. You can schedule a 30-minute call or an hour meeting in our office or a Zoom call. Or just go to smartmoneyquestions.com. Right there, ask Matt a question, shoot it in. But realize that when you're asking those questions, no different than the first one we went over, there are so many other questions that are needing to be asked and answered before, and most of it has to do with an entire financial picture to make sure that you are receiving the best advice possible for your situation and your goals with that money. So listen, everyone, that's all I've got for today. I hope it's been helpful. Again, be careful what you read out there. Don't just take it as a singular item. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Everybody take care.